This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Today on episode number 442 of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, we all know losing weight is hard. I think I've identified why, and I've got some strategies to help us get around it. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. We left our excuses in the past, and we've forgiven ourselves for abusing the gift that is our bodies. From this point forward, our health is more important. We will stay focused. We will stay determined. We will sacrifice now knowing that it's not going to be easy so that we can live a better tomorrow. We understand that weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about making lifestyle changes and that the only person who can stop you is you. You know where you are now and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the school of podcasting.com. If you're new to the show, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a lawyer. I don't even play one on TV. I'm just a person like you trying to lose weight. And I'm happy to say that the last time I did an episode, I weighed in at 235. And here at the end of July, I weighed in today at 232.9. Now, I know that's really 233. But I'm going to call it 232.9. Makes me feel better. And uh, part of that success was based on a few simple practices that I'm going to talk about today. But one thing, if you are listening to this and you're 20 and you're thinking weight loss is hard, I am here to tell you, and I'm not lying, it is so much harder the older you get. So the best time to start trying to lose weight is now because it's only going to get harder the longer you are on this planet. And that's kind of the goal of this show. We Most of us want to be on this planet longer. We have spouses. We have children. We have pain we'd like to get rid of. And so I was listening, I kind of came across a woman named Mel Robbins. She's the author of the book, The Five Second Rule. And I swear I've talked about her in the past, and I couldn't find it out at the website, LogicalLoss.com. But the book is called The Five Second Rule, Transform Your Life, Work, and Confidence uh, with Everyday Courage. Uh, You can get that book, obviously, on Amazon. You can also get it for free if you're not on Audible yet. Go out to LogicalLoss.com slash 442. And uh, what she says is why is doing all the things that lead to weight loss hard? And, you know, it's things like giving up sweets, like ice cream, potato chips, all those things you love to eat, candy, giving up alcohol. Uh, You're supposed to be exercising, breaking a sweat. Maybe you need to get up early. 
Uh, maybe you need to try new foods. These things called vegetables. Have you heard of these? Like you're supposed to actually put them in your mouth and chew them up and swallow them. Giving up soft drinks. Giving up, you know, if you can have coffee as long as you like it black. And when you think about that, we all know that, right? Eat less, exercise more. We're not idiots. But we know also, we know this one. We've heard it over and over and over that we need to make lifestyle changes and not jump on the new latest whatever diet where all you have to do is give up this type of food and do this and that and completely change your life and you'll drop, you know, 27 pounds in 13 minutes. Yeah, that seems realistic. And so when we come back from the break, I'm going to explain to you why we don't do those things. And on one hand, you're going to want to punch me in the face because it's so obvious and you're going to go, you know what? That's true. And I have found that knowing this, it's one of the things like once you know the elephants in the room, you can start figuring out how to get around the elephant. And so we're going to take a quick break. I'll be right back. And of course, if you're a logical loser, you get to skip the commercials. When it comes to food tracking, there's a new name in town, and that is Chronometer. It's a great app that gives you tons of stats, and their database is a whole lot more accurate than things like MyFitnessPal. Oh, and it's cheaper. One of my favorite things is if I have a food that's not in the database, I simply scan the label, and the software inputs the information for you. You can check out Chronometer by going to LogicalLoss.com slash food tracking. That's LogicalLoss.com slash food tracking. Have you checked out the Logical Weight Loss Resources section? We have things like calorie trackers, breath analyzers, water reminders, weight loss challenges, scales, fitness trackers, habit reinforcement, mental health, weight training. If you have sore muscles, we've got resources for that. Some of my favorite books, our favorite supplements, it's all there. Go over to LogicalLoss.com slash resources. What if you took the accountability of Weight Watchers and combined it with the support of a like-minded community and the spark of a weight loss challenge? Well, you can find out at monthlychallenge.fit. The next challenge starts on the 1st. Use the coupon code NOW100 to get your first month free. Go to monthlychallenge.fit. So we just said all those things that we know we've heard it a million times on this show. So why is it so hard for us to do that? And according to Mel Robbins, and when you hear this again, you're going to want to hit me in the face and I get that. We don't want to do those things. Yeah. Let's, let's say it again. So what was it again? Uh, giving up sweets, all those fun things we love to eat that we know are bad for us, alcohol, soda. We're supposed to exercise, maybe get up early and exercise. We're supposed to eat vegetables. Yeah, we don't want to do those things. That's why we're not doing them. We don't want to. And I know you're like, well, I guess that makes sense. Uh, 
what's weird about it is we want to be healthy. We want to live longer. We want to avoid pain. We want to see our kids grow up. We want to grow old with our partner, whatever it is. But it turns out, yeah, I will do. I definitely want all that stuff as long as I don't have to do anything I don't want to do. Well, okay. Do you remember when your parents were a pain in the butt? I used to drive my mom nuts. She gave up on having me make the bed. She knew that was a lost cause. But she would occasionally like, nope, you're not doing anything until you clean your room, which really just just meant shove everything in a closet and under the bed. But right, things like put your dishes in the dishwasher or even do the dishes, you know, clean your room, make your bed. Uh, maybe you had to be home at a certain time. Uh, I always love this one for little ones. Go to bed. Right. Have you ever been around a two-year-old when they when the adults figure out, hey, we need a little downtime, and they try to tell Junior to go to bed, and Junior's like not having it? They're like, no, I'm not going to bed. And I also see uh, now where parents are just giving up on that. Like the kids are winning. Like why is your child up at one thirty? What's going on with that? You know, take out the trash. Uh, any of your parents tell you to save money? Well, if you think about all those things, that A, it's in some cases building discipline. You actually feel better when your house isn't a pigsty. When they're telling you to go to bed and you're little, it's because A, they need some downtime, and there's probably a bigger picture that you're not aware of. You know, they they want you to do your homework so that you get better grades so they don't have to pay so much for you to maybe go to school. And, of course, why did they tell us to do all those things? Oh, that's right. We didn't want to do them. I, I just want to, like, get up and run out the door and go play with my friends. I don't want to have to make my room or make my bed. No. And so here's what Mel Robbins says about our brains. She says we have basically two gears. And one is autopilot. So this is when you wake up and you have the same breakfast, you get in the same car to drive to the same job, you take the same route, everything is automatic, same as it was yesterday, over and over. You come home to the same family, you eat probably the same food, you watch the same shows, you go to the same bed, you do the same things in bed that you did. It's a route. Everything's a routine. It's autopilot. And I was like, yeah, I, I'm buying that. You got my attention. And she says, so what happens is when all of a sudden you throw in something new, your brain is like, wait, what? Huh? And the brain's job is to keep you safe. And so according to Mel, you have five seconds to take action on this new action. So if all of a sudden you say, hey, after dinner, I'm going to go for a walk. The brain's going to be like, huh? That's not, we're supposed to go sit on the couch and watch Seinfeld reruns. You have five seconds to start taking action and putting your shoes on and getting out the door. Because otherwise your brain's going to go, nah, you'll do it later. Nah, you don't, nah, nah. Your brain's going to talk you out of that. Why? Because in some cases it's just trying to keep you safe. And let's face it, sitting on the couch, much safer. You can't really get much safer than sitting on the couch but you got to be your own parent here and go no 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 tv until you do your homework right and so this is what mel suggests and it sounds hokey and she goes into much more of the science behind this 
and again in her book. But she says, actually do a countdown, as in you go, all right, because you're you're like you're sitting there going, I I really don't want to go walking. Just go five, four, three, two, one, and then grab your shoes. Because I think you will find that once you start taking action, you will keep moving. And for me, this works much more than it does not work. It's working the majority of the time. For me, the hardest thing is getting out of bed. I don't know why. In the morning, I just don't feel like it. But it's been working more than it's been not working. And the other thing you want to do is keep looking. So one of the things that I started doing was I started walking two miles every night. I can't do things during the day. I have sun poisoning. I get these weird little red itchy dots if I go out in the sun. But if I go out somewhere around 7, 8 o'clock, so the sun's not officially down yet. It looks really pretty out. The sky's kind of orangish. I can do that and usually walk two miles before the sun goes completely down. My neighborhood is fine. I kind of found a path. It took me a while to find a path that was pretty much flat. I live on the top of the hill, so depending on where you go, eventually you're going to go downhill, which means you're going to go uphill. But it took me a while, but I found a path that I kind of like. Uh, I found, I went, we have a new allotment by my neighborhood, so I walked over there. The houses over there are really, really nice, and they're pretty, and they're well-maintained, and it's got this cool kind of calming effect. I throw on my, my phone and listen to some podcasts as I walk around, and uh, it goes pretty quick. And... Again, this is not, you know, the giant sweat monster kind of exercise. I am doing that. I'll talk about that in a second. But it's it's getting that heart rate up. And on my iPhone, on my iWatch, it says, hey, you're you're actually getting your heart beat up enough to count this as exercise. And the hardest part of that, for the record, putting on my shoes. It really is. Partly because that's now become an Olympic event. But it's usually I don't have shoes on. I'm like, ah, I got to find my shoes. And it's so funny, again, how your brain will somehow turn finding your shoes and put them on into this major catastrophe. And then the other thing is, like I said, I struggle getting out of bed in the morning. And yet I read study after study after study that people that can get up and exercise are much more successful than people that don't. Because once it's done, you can't take it away. Now, granted, you can eat it away. But I have found that when I do exercise in the morning, I feel good about myself and I keep that momentum going. So what I've been doing is I do the old countdown and I kind of just take it as a you're not going to beat me kind of thing, whatever that is. I, I'm reading a book right now called The uh, the Art or The, the War of Art, and it kind of talks about how to be successful as an artist in business, things like that. Well, we want to be successful in weight loss. And it's that same thing where you kind of just have to, you know, suck it up is really what that book should be called. But it talks about how there's, he just calls it the resistance. And that's that side of your brain. That's like, ah, I don't want to, I don't want to ma. And so I kind of get mad at that voice. I've talked about this before. And uh, by doing this countdown, 
I get to one and I just force myself to stand up. And once I'm out of bed, I can then go over to the exercise bike. Now, to be honest there, the exercise bike I have is from Nordic Track, and, and they have a lot of built-in programs that will really kick my butt. And there are some days when I don't want to have my butt kicked, and counting down from five to one doesn't really change that. But I will still manually ride and, again, make sure to break a sweat because what I really am trying to do is establish that habit of getting out of bed and exercising. So I could get mad at myself and say, hey, you should be choosing that kick butt built-in program. If you're up, do it. And, you know, there's a point to that. And I would, again, point and say, I don't want to do that. All right, so I'm not going to beat myself up for somewhat taking the slightly easier way out. But I do know that by doing this and finding things that are working for me, I drop some weight the second half of the month. And I'm like, okay, let's keep doing that. Now, the the thing is, as I record this, I'm leaving for Nashville, Tennessee tomorrow. And I'll be there a whole week. And I was like, oh, yeah. That's that whole weight loss thing on the road thing that really, it's funny how I used to think that was the problem. Now I'm actually kind of thinking about it. There's a lot of walking involved. These hotels are ginormous that I stay at when I go out there for my job. And I stand all day, which is more exercise than I get at home. So who knows? And often what happens, and I I got smart, I bought some uh, protein drinks to take with me. So if I get stuck and I'm dying for something to eat, I can do that. And I'll probably skip breakfast, drink one of those for lunch and then have a big meal, something like that. But, and that's it. And, but again, this is where uh, I'm going to have to avoid alcohol. Sometimes there'll be sweets, you know, people, you'll go to somebody's booth and they got a big pile of chocolate and it's going to take a little discipline here, but I'm happy with the way July ended. Now, that's the other thing. Again, if I look at this, I have a a weight loss tracking spreadsheet that you can get if you become a logical loser over at logicallosers.com. And if I look at, I started the month at 235. I ended it again around 232, which is really 233. My goal, I I was 2.8 pounds heavier than I wanted to be, but I did lose weight. So I'm going to take that as a victory. Not quite as fast as I wanted to, but I'm headed in the right direction and I'm developing lifestyle skills that I can continue to do at least until it starts snowing. And I am enjoying this right now. Uh, For me, again, the walking in the evening is something. No, that's the other thing. And I'm here to tell you, every time I go to walk, I'm like, "Ah, I really got some things I need to do. I really want to get on my computer and start working on this. And you know what? Nobody's punched me in the face. And many times when I get back to my computer, I still get those things done. This is that weird law where whether you have two hours or a half hour to get something done, you can get the job done in the allotted time. It's just that when you have more time, you work on it slower or something like that. So I'm finding that 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 lie that we tell to ourselves like, oh, I need the time to do blank. And if I go walk for a half hour, 45 minutes. I really need that time to do such and such. I'm finding that I still have time to do such and such. And I'm also coming back with a better mentality because I'm proud of myself, the fact that I went out and walked. And again, right now I'm doing two miles. You start wherever you want to start. 
If you want to walk around the block once, that's fine. If you want to walk five miles, you do that. Whatever, as always, works for you. And as always, consult your doctor before doing any exercise. So that's where I am at. And uh, I just wanted to check in here at the end of the month. As always, if you're a logical loser, I'll have more things for you in our private Facebook group. You can join that at LogicalLosers.com. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free in iTunes by going to LogicalLoss.com forward slash iTunes. You can contact me via email by sending an email to Dave at LogicalLoss.com or call in your comments toll free 888-563-3228. You can sign up for our free newsletter and participate in our forums at our website, which is LogicalLoss.com. Our theme music is courtesy of SkinnySongs.com. Thanks again for listening. You know, they say knowledge is power. Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. You can do this. Live right. Lose weight. Live long. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I want to try it. Thin. But I can't buy it. Yes, 